You're listening to Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR in Melbourne on the Kula Nation and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. We're bringing you environmental and social justice stories. I'm Corey Green. On today's show, we're going to Belfast Coastal Reserve, stretching 22 kilometres between Warrnambool and Port Ferry in Victoria. This small strip of land is important environmentally, culturally, socially and economically. It faces many challenges, especially horse racing. We'll be talking to Bill Yates from the Belfast Coastal Reserve Action Group and Lou Hollis from Kalani Coast Care. We'll start with Bill. I asked him to describe the Belfast Coastal Reserve. Yeah, Belfast Coastal Reserve is uh, basically a, about a 20-kilometre strip of coastal land uh, with primary dunes and uh, lovely beaches and little bays sheltered by uh, reefs. Uh, It's between uh, Warrnambool and Port Ferry is basically where it runs from. And uh, it was set aside, well, it was created around over 100 years ago originally, but it's been modified since then. And um, it was basically set aside uh, for conservation, recreation and uh, inspiration, as they say and also the protection of uh, cultural heritage sites, Aboriginal cultural heritage sites within the area. This is Lou Hollis from Kalani Coast Care. Well, it is a very, very narrow beach. It does have some protection from lava flows that date back about 35,000 years from Mount Rouse to the north, their way to the north. And um, part of it is quite open to the Southern Ocean, And it's a narrow beach with a narrow, mostly single line of sand dunes behind it with wetlands and then farmland behind that. So it's a very dynamic, amazing part of the world, particularly if you're a bird um, or somebody who visits the, the beach to appreciate a wild beach or birds or just being out in nature. What kind of animals live in the area? Well, there's all sorts of things, and uh, I get down there a fair bit, and some of the things that I've seen, you see swamp wallowies quite often, uh, echidnas, there's lots of snakes, lizards, uh, kangaroos, uh, but of course the uh, the area is renowned for its uh, bird life. Um, there's lots of wetlands also in the reserve, which uh, are key habitat for uh, migratory birds as well, not, not just uh, local birds, but also migratory birds. But also the beaches are also a key habitat for um, some of the uh, shorebirds uh, and also migratory birds. And we have, uh, of course, uh, orange-bellied parrots visit the area from time to time, although unfortunately the numbers are dwindling uh, year by year, apparently. Uh, the sightings are becoming much uh, less frequent. Uh, but also we have the hooded plover, which is uh, uh, uses these beaches between Warrnambool and Port Ferry for its uh, nesting and uh, feeding grounds. And uh, it's a very, very important uh, habitat 
for the hooded plover population within the state of Victoria. It actually holds about 10% of the entire population of Victoria. What does the beach mean to the community? Well, Kalani Beach in particular is uh, it's family beach. It's, it means a lot to a lot of people, especially the uh, families that have lived here for generations and um, you know, it's their, it's their local beach. It's their swimming pool. It's where they go to uh, take the kids and enjoy themselves and do what you want to do, whether it's fishing or swimming or surfing or snorkeling and all that sort of stuff. But it's not just Kalani Beach. The the, the beaches all between uh, Warnable and Port Ferry, uh, you know, they're, they're unique, some of these these beaches, just the, the reefs outside of them and the little bays that you can find when you walk along. Um, you know, they're just fantastic to, to get out there and explore and, and people do that all the time. Um, and there's some very popular fishing spots all through this area as well. But, you know, bird watchers come to the to this area in their droves too because it's such a, such a popular spot to catch the sight of some of these birds that are hard to come by in other areas. So <clears throat> the beaches, you know, they hold a... They hold a, a real pull to a lot of people to get down here and enjoy these places. Can you tell us about the sacred sites on the beach? Uh, look, not so much on the beach, but within the in the um, the dunes and Belfast Coastal Reserve themselves. <clears throat> um, I'm not a real expert to uh, talk on that subject, but I know there are around 160 identified cultural sites throughout the reserve and there's probably more that haven't been identified as yet. There is, uh, There are burial grounds, I know that much, and uh, there's also one of the largest shell middens in the southern hemisphere, not far from where I live here at Kalani Beach. Unfortunately, despite trying to contact quite a few people over a long time period, we couldn't find any traditional owners who were willing to give their time to talk more on this topic. You're listening to Earth Matters, bringing you environmental and social justice stories. I asked Lou Hollis from Kalani Coast Care what sort of issues the beach was facing. Well, the, the, the beach itself is facing a lot of issues, as it always does. Um, the natural ones are storms and um, storm surges which gouge into the sand dunes. But more lately, one of the biggest pressures, apart from people trying to um, bring motorised vehicles onto the beach, has been racehorses galloping along the beach at set times of the day which do not coincide with low tide and often they gallop along at high tide on that tiny little bit between the the water and the edge of the dune and the constant hooves into the the edge of the dune are eroding quite quickly in some areas Um, which if we lose the dune we lose the wetland and the farmland behind it which to me is a huge, huge issue. And the the people who run the racehorses on the beach don't adhere to the, um, the protocols set in place and often the riders are quite rude to other beach users, which does not endear them at all 
to the general public. So this is really how the um, campaign started. Can you talk a little bit more about like what's the intensity of the amount of horses that are um, coming to the beach? Yeah, look, this this sort of came to my attention uh, probably almost two years ago now, um, when all of a sudden at Kalani, which is just uh, a small beach, it's about seven hundred metres long, but it's a very, as I said before, it's a it's a very popular local beach for for recreation and all sorts of things, and all of a sudden there was around about eighty horses a day. Uh, turning up to train up and down Kalani Beach from um, sunrise up till 11, 11.30 in the morning. And this was occurring uh, during the peak holiday period over the summer of 2015-16. You know, the car parks were full of truck floats, six at a time maybe. Um, And this this is actually a car park that accesses a boat ramp, which is also a popular uh, use over that summer period. So I was just astounded that, that this could actually happen. And um, look, to cut a long story short, I gathered some locals together and said we need to do something about this. And that was how the Belfast Coastal Reserve Action Group uh, formed. And we thought it would be just a simple matter of alerting the authorities to what was going on and this would all be sorted out. But here we are still two years later and we're still having a, a bit of a fight on our hands to uh, to settle this issue. Although I must say that at the moment uh, horses have been banned by Mineshire Council on Kalani Beach, which is a good result. But we do have commercial horse training on other beaches through Belfast Coastal Reserve and uh, we're fighting to have that stopped if we can. So what's happened so far in the campaign? Like what sort of um, tactics have you used? Uh, well, basically it's a, it's a lot of uh, time and effort by everybody, a lot of letter writing, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, uh, meetings. We've, we've met several times with uh, government officials and even the Environment Minister herself uh, a couple of times. Um, we did take the dramatic step of blockading Kalani Beach at one stage uh, to prevent horses accessing Kalani Beach. Um, we felt that was necessary because we weren't getting any traction. We're, we felt that we were being ignored and fobbed off with this issue, so we felt we had to do something to uh, to get, get some attention. So that, that was a very peaceful action. There was no, uh, no uh, aggression on our behalf on, on any of that. Uh, that worked very successfully, and we got the Environment Minister's attention pretty quickly after that and uh, got into meetings with her, and she also came down to have a look at uh, some of the areas down here at the, and the beaches itself. So uh, from that, there is now a coastal management plan being developed for Belfast Coastal Reserve, and there's been lots of consultation around that with Parks Victoria and also Department of environment, land, water and planning and there is a draft plan due to come out uh, next month which we can have a look at and see how that's going. Um, So what kind of interests have you come up against? Well mainly uh, most opposition we've come up against is the racing industry. They're very determined uh, that they have access to as much of the beach 
and dunes area as they can possibly get their hands on. Um, it was unregulated when they came down here and it was a bit of a free-for-all and they pretty much ran amok through most of Belfast Coastal Reserve and we totally opposed that and we don't see it ever going back to that situation again. And what do they like to deal with? Uh, we find we we find that the local Warrnambool Racing uh, I think they have a bit of a sense of an entitlement to all this. Um, it has been an activity that's happened on Lady Bay at Warrnambool for a long time, um, but that is not part part of Belfast Coast Reserve, and that's managed by the Warrnambool City Council. It's completely separate issue. So I think they figured that this was going to be okay to carry on in Belfast Coast Reserve and the dunes and the beaches, and that's not the case. So we've had a few meetings with members of the Mournal Racing Club and put our case forward, and that's, you know, hopefully they take that on board and understand where we're coming from. In the consultation process with the government, have you felt like you've been listened to? Um, well, with the coastal management plan process, there has we've had some uh, misgivings about how it's been conducted. But on the other hand, I, I do believe that we've been listened to and what we put forward, because it's based on fact and science, uh, has been taken on board by those people, yes. That was Bill Yates talking about the issue of horse racing on Belfast Coastal Reserve. You're listening to Earth Matters, bringing you environmental and social justice stories. I'm Corey Green. I asked Lou Hollis from Kalani Coast Care what other issues the beach was facing. Um, there's also some people who walk their dogs on the beach that pick up the, um, the poo. The racehorse people never pick up the horse poo is larger and um, remains on the beach for some time until the tide takes it away Um, and that's quite gross so you really do have to watch where you walk on the beach these days Um, mostly due to the the horse people not the the dog owners so yes it's um it's getting a bit of an onslaught from um well inappropriate use. And so what kind of work are you doing to address this? Um, Kalani Coast Care has taken part in the lobbying process to um, see the implementation or the the drafting of a management plan for Belfast Coastal Reserve, which runs from Warrnambool to Port Ferry. And as a result, (coughs) well, the... The management plan was supposed to have been drafted back in the 80s, the 1980s, but due to the fact that part of the reserve is managed by Warrnambool City Council, part by Moyneshire Council, which is um, includes Port Ferry, partly by Parks Victoria, partly by um, Delp, there is, um, a, and the boundaries between the pieces of land that each authority managers are not necessarily that clear 
it's been um, very much in the too hard basket and quite, um, how do you put it, yeah, it, people who work for all of those organisations have been busy too, so it's one of those things that has been um, not attended to, probably not due to any one person, but um, nevertheless it has not happened yet. But I'm told it is in the process right now. And uh, how are you engaging the community in your work? Well, the community has become engaged because I've personally, if I've been on the beach with binoculars on, um, I've actually had people I don't know come up to me and, and tell me that they have been rudely abused by people on racehorses. And at this time of the year, the racehorses are not to be on the beach at all. Their licence only covers the non-breeding season for the, the endangered hooded plover. Um, but there are horses there. Um, recreational riders and various other people take their horses to the beach right throughout the year and don't necessarily have any idea of um, where they should be taking their horses, um, where it is appropriate, which may not be any of the beach really because of the amount of damage the horses hooves do to such a fragile environment. So, yes, there's a, a lot of issues going on along the reserve. Did you say that you um, also had school groups coming in? We do. Um, in September each year, a number of organisations around Warrnambool and District play host to Year 9 from a large Melbourne school. It's not a boarding school, but their Year 9 camp runs over nearly two weeks. And for three and a half days, we get to host groups of 10 students and one teacher, and they come along expecting and enjoying all the work that we give them that includes weeding. And this is manual hard work, and they do it with absolute pleasure. And um, it's such an amazing three and a half days. It takes a bit of preparation. Um, we, depending on whether we are successful in gaining grant money to buy plants to plant for revegetation, we might have some plants for them to plant. Um, we go along the beach and pick up rubbish. And last year, one young fellow had never been to a beach in his life until he set foot on Kalani Beach in Belfast Coastal Reserve. And to see the look on his face as he touched sand and salt water for the first time in his life was absolutely gold. It was one of those days you remember forever. Yes, just watching the, the joy of these wonderful young people who are learning about the environment and about the fragility of the environment too is fantastic. Um, so I, I could talk on for hours about how wonderful these students have been our relationship with them dates back well over a decade and each year the school contacts us and says, 
um, these are the dates and uh, what activities would you like us to do? They're fantastic. And various other organisations that host them around the district are of equal praise about them. We, we also have involvement from local school groups from time to time as they contact us um, and we get involved wherever we're requested to. Most local schools have teachers who are quite engaged with the local environment and will take part in um, beach activities with their students. Sometimes they ask somebody from Kalani Coast Care to come along and um, teach them about an aspect. Oftentimes the teachers know more than enough to be able to get the students involved and engaged with their local environment. One thing that has happened recently was that there was a spill of nurdles, which are tiny plastic beads about the size of a grain of rice that got tipped into the sewerage system locally and because of their size managed to get into the ocean with the, the clean water outfall prior to them being noticed. As soon as they were noticed, the local water authority did everything possible to prevent any more going into the environment. And some of their staff have assisted with all of the other volunteers, including school groups who have spent an hour or two or three or four on the beaches between Warrnambool and Port Ferry, picking up these tiny little nurdles. Um, I've picked them up and they're, it's painstaking to do it, but you know that every nurdle, which is about the size of an amphipod, an amphipod is a creature that lives in the sand, main staple food of the hooded plover. Um, so therein lies the, the absolute need to get these off the beach because they look like food to these endangered birds. And if the birds ingest them, that will mean death not necessarily today or tomorrow, but a slow, agonising starvation death, which is not what you would wish on anything or anyone. So it's a fairly active and engaged community around this entire beach system, which is just fantastic. I, I couldn't imagine attacking the nurdle spill alone or even in a small group. Wonderful that there have been so many people who have got on board. Schools have come in for a half day here and on a half day there and made such a huge difference. And I, I'm just so delighted with that response. Um, and it, it probably leads into something else that um, for a long time I've wondered about these plastic micro beads that are put into so many skincare products amongst other things and they are plastic and they are so small that they go through every wastewater process and come out into oceans and rivers um, just in their millions and I, I just wonder what they do to the environment but that's something for another day and I, I do hope the manufacturers of these products stop putting plastic microbeads into their products. That was Lou Hollis from Kalani Coast Care. 
You're listening to Earth Matters, bringing you environmental and social justice stories. We're talking about the challenges faced by Belfast Coastal Reserve and how local people are working to protect it. I asked Bill Yates from Belfast Coastal Reserve Action Group what he would like to see for the future. Well, we'd like to see Belfast Coastal Reserve uh, come under the National Parks Act, uh, not necessarily as a national park, but as something similar to a a, um, coastal park or a conservation park, uh, something along those lines, where there are enforceable regulations for Victoria to to manage the place properly in the first place. And this would bring it into line with areas that are either side of Belfast Coastal Reserve, the coastal areas, you go over to... Uh, towards Peterborough and Port Campbell, and that's the case over there. And you go over uh, the other side of Portland with uh, the, the coastal... What's it? I can't remember the, the name over there now. Sorry. But uh, that's all a, a coastal park over there as well, and that would sort of bring things into line for the entire coastline and uh, give the area the proper protection and recognition that it deserves. I would like to see Belfast Coastal Reserve protected properly, I would like to see the management plan drawn up and implemented so that it protects the dunes that protect the wetlands and the beach and that humans and nature can enjoy it. So it's such an important part of our coastline that I would like to see it preserved and looked after for future generations to enjoy as my generation and previous generations and the younger generations are too. Um, they are loving it as much as we do. So that, that is my dream, is for it to be looked after and cared for as it should be. That was Lou Hollis from Kalani Coast Care. If you'd like to get involved in Kalani Coast Care, you can contact them through Facebook or contact Lou directly on... 0408-527-670. If you'd like to get involved in Belfast Coastal Reserve Action Group, you can contact them through Facebook or their website, which is www.bcrag.org. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network with Corey Green. If you missed some of today's show, don't forget that our podcast can be downloaded at 3cr.org.au slash earthmatters. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for all their hard work in getting this program out to you. Earth Matters was produced in the studios at 3CR Radio in Fitzroy, Victoria on the Kulin Nation. Our contact phone is 0394198377. And our email is earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. That's all for today, but we'll be back again next week. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia, on the Kulin Nation. For more information and to find out how you can support 3CR, go to 3cr.org.au. Thank you.